Come on, man. Get in with us, man. I'm right here. Damn, this fucking guy. Let's listen to the Queen for a second. Hold on. y'all all right y'all welcome to episode 56 dope on the table podcast i am jo real name jeff aka coca to my well today's to my right to my right alex uh real name alex aka alex <laughs> and uh you know we got some special guests in the building you know i mean we got the people from divi miro and A- and ashley what's going on y'all hello yo 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 extraordinary. yo i mean this is it's a nice round table uh Pardon uh, Slay's uh, absence. He's he's not here today. You know what I mean, he's he's out in New York being old, and um... <laughs> responsibilities. Man, I love fucking with Slay. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah. So you know, it's what it is, man. How's everybody doing, man? It was a rough week. Rough week. The coronavirus is uh, whooping oh, my ass. Cor- you're not supposed you to. You can't say that. You can't say that, bro. What do you mean? What do you mean you're I'm sick? Sitting right next I'm to not, you. Not me. No, not that. Oh, not, okay. Not I'm about to say it. Financially. Oh. It's affecting mm. my uh, my stocks. Mm-hmm. Oh. I lost four thousand dollars this week. What? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 that shit I, hurts. I, I saw like news and that they're, they're thinking about closing like the stock market Listen, or something yeah. like that. What? For... How is it? How does it affect the stocks? I'm not familiar. Because people are fearful. So now people are all transitioning their uh, their investments from uh, to to more um, what's it called um, conservative, so that's affecting kind of, and plus you know the market. So you know it's a bunch of different details. I don't want to get into that. Yeah. It's a little bit uh, a lot of financial talk. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's so. crazy. But yeah, they're, ru- they're, they're saying week. they're saying it's the worst it's been since uh, 08 when uh, when yeah, the market's plummeted. The big recession in 08. So they're saying it's as bad as wow. That. Well, it's not necessarily the economy. It's more so just the, the stocks. No, the, the market, stocks, but, but they're saying the economy might it fall. Was a, it was a rough week. Yeah. But Yo, hey. what y'all think about that, the, the vi- that whole virus thing? Like, uh, That's a good question. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm not too scared. Like, I don't really give a fuck because <laughs> when you think about it, we've survived uh, how many viruses so far? In the past 20 right? years, there's been like what? Four virus scares. SRAS, there was H1N1, there was Zika, Ebola. So this one seems more global, but um, 
I don't think it's anything to worry about, really. I think they said it's um, it's like a two percent death rate so far. So it's mean, not listen, that big. Two percent of two percent of then so far it's like two percent, like a two percent okay. death rate, which represents maybe like how many people? Well, they said in in Asia it was like what close to it was bordering on two thousand maybe. Hmm. But it really depends on your health, so it's not. I'm not. I'm not really that concerned, but uh, it's something to keep an eye on. You know, Ash thinks it's man-made. I'm, I'm with her on that. Uh, well, population I control, mean, probably. Yeah, it could be. If you want to oh, get into oh, that. Oh, well, we get into the woke cast today. <laughs> <laughs> we get into the woke cast today. I, right. wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. Like A lot of that shit is man-made, though. So Countries developing, like, you know, like, viruses to kind of, like... Mm. I, I, think I, had heard, I, th- I think I had heard that it was a... a, a I don't know if... Like, genetically it, modified or something. It's some that was made in the lab is for warfare. I heard that, too. Well, I remember it was um, made for warfare because I remember I was watching a conference uh, that Bill Gates was giving, and he was saying how um, in population I think there's like four or five factors to take into into consideration, and to lower um, the amount of people on Earth, you would have to lower one of the uh, uh, one of the factors. But one of the factors were was actually humans, right? So he was kind of saying if you decrease the amount of the birth rate, then you could better control kind of how many people... Anyway, it was some fucked up talk anyway. A lot, of, cra- a lot of crazy shit. Because once you get to that level, once you get to that level of uh, power, once you have that, that amount of money in your pockets, mm-hmm. you, you could influence kind of... You could dictate policies and everything. Mm-hmm. It becomes a different game at that point. Yeah, man, Jeff Bezos got fucking $168 billion, bro. <laughs> That's after the divorce or before? After the divorce. Damn. God damn it. He was worth 300 plus billion, bro. Think about that. One man had three hundred plus billion dollars. After a while, it's like it's not even about money at that point. No, like it's just about like like what you're kind of saying, like influence and like politics. That's and what I'm saying. It's your influence at that. You know how I influence technology and everything like that. Right. Like that's insane when you think about it. <laughs> that's scary as fuck. That is scary. Once you reach that level, you have a lot of power, and it's crazy to give that amount of power to one person. Mm-hmm. And they don't right? do nothing with it too. Oh well, I did see. Uh, I think he, I think he said he was gonna uh, invest like ten. Billion, then again, what does that mean? Ten billion in climate control. But what does that mean? <laughs> exactly. What does that mean? Smoke and mirrors. Smoke and mirrors. About that man. That's what I've been telling you. Smoke and mirrors, man. That shit. All this shit. Like all the headlines. I see. I'm like, wait. Gonna invest ten billion in climate control. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> None of that means anything. I see you got scared when I said that coronavirus was whooping my ass. I'm not well, six. <laughs> well, bro, yeah. I mean, like, that's, a, that's a crazy ass <laughs> phrase. Like, yo, corona. Yeah, relax, you relax. You didn't see think, me coughing. Like... You didn't see me sweat. None of that. And they said, and they said uh, we got the first case in Quebec, too. I'm not worried about that, man. Don't worry yeah. about that. Just keep living. Anyway, we all, we're all going to die at some point. If I had really have to die, if my day is tomorrow and I have to die from coronavirus, then that, Shit, that was meant, yet, that's bro. how I was meant to die. <laughs> but think about that. Uh, <laughs> Are you guys scared of death? Is that something that scares y'all? Um, Not a, I, I think I see death as like coming home or like going, sl- going to sleep or a relief almost. But does that scare you? It doesn't scare me, but I don't want to die. Now, obviously, I feel like I have so much left to to do. To so accomplish, I'm not afraid of it, but I'm not not wanting I'm to not die. I'm not looking to die soon. I don't, I don't think soon. you're scared if you don't want to die yeah. necessarily. Let's say I don't know. I don't know because for me, I feel like everything happens. I, I, I for me, it's like if it happens, it happens, so to speak. If not if it, sure. it's my, if my time is tomorrow, then my time is tomorrow, and it is what it is. You feel me? I'm one of those people, man. There's certain ways I don't want to die though. Like, there's yeah, ways there's to die. It's like, let me die in my sleep. Choose. Cool, cool. 
I don't want a slow, painful death. Oh I want God. a quick death. <laughs> like, it has to be quick. It can't be... When you say quick, do you mean, like, just instantaneous? Like, in my sleep or... Sleep. But the odds of that happening, though... <laughs> when you're young, I mean... Eh. I don't know, but I, I just don't want to be in a position where it's like, you know, like some people, like, unfortunately, they're in the hospital and it's like they have like a, a terminal An illness, illness mm. and it's just like, like, kill me already, bro. Like, you know? <laughs> but they do like, that, though. They, I think they give you some kind of sedative, so you slowly, slowly. I don't. Is it legal here? I know there's like debates well, on whether or not it's ethical to. Uh, what is that? Assisted suicide? Yeah. Not suicide. It's more so if you're um, terminally ill. Or yeah. You're, yeah. You have a term, like, you're on your. Less, I guess, because my um, one of my neighbors died recently, and he was like eighty something years old, and he stopped because he was, was suffering from cancer, and he stopped taking his me- his medication. So you know, because he, he was hurting, he they knew he was gonna pass away, mm-hmm. but it started giving him like kind of a, a painkiller, and mm. slowly, slowly they increased the dosage until he just never woke so up. the painkiller was like a slow slow no, it wasn't just to relieve the pain yeah right? because okay. that's a little he's different pass that's different that's what i'm yeah. saying so uh f- you know in that sense i wouldn't necessarily mind that but then again it's still from you still die from an illness right? how old was he again oh he was like 80 something like he was rest in peace eddie but he led a full life though. my grandma's 97 what does that mean though what does it mean you're 87 that you live a full life keep that in mind that is true because I look at someone, for example, we, we've spoken about a lot about Kobe on this podcast. For me, I feel like he maximized his time on Earth. That's even true. you look at guys like Tupac, Biggie, mm-hmm. these guys were, even Nipsey, they, they, they did so much in a short amount of time. For me, it's like, damn, like, it's, it's unfortunate to lose them early, but you still feel like they maximized the, their time on this Earth. Mm. Whereas some, someone could go... Maximize your time at 25, I don't know. When you say maximize, it's use, just... Use whatever that, that whatever uh, is at your disposition to maximize that. I'm not saying they they were there and they were influential. They did a lot while they were here. They did do a lot. That's I what I'm saying. Say Whereas someone who could live 87 and never really accomplish anything. That's true. You know what I mean? So that's something to be mindful. Do you guys want to grow old? Like get to like 80 plus, <laughs> 90? Only if I'm healthy and I'm still like, yeah, you know, I'm still active and then I wouldn't mind. I'm counting on being like a healthy, active, old person, probably. But you guys are living a lifestyle for that too. Like yeah, you guys like take I'm, care of yourselves. Now, I see today, you guys working yeah. out. I see you guys eating properly. I mean, I'm fucking eating McDonald's. You disrespected our guests, bro. What do you mean? You came through with the McDonald's, bro? Yeah, I thought about that. I was eating like a, f- a full McChicken in I front of her. I can't believe people still eat McDonald's, You yourself too, bro. I do, I do, I do, I do. Like, I, yeah, I do eat... Tr- cause the thing is, I don't really cook like that. Okay. Because you're lucky. Like, you you cook, you know, you got wifey. I'm single as fuck. Anyone can cook, though. That's I, not an I agree. excuse. So, no, you know what? I'm lazy. I'll take, I'll take that. Go. You're right, That's you're right. I'm lazy. The truth came out. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. No, nah, but for sure, man. I mean, all that. I just look at my grandma. She's 97, right? And she's like super, like she doesn't want to leave at all. Like at all, at all. And I'm like, you know. Because my mom will be like, well, you know, you're going to leave one day. She's like, no, no, no. I'm not I'm mm. not going anywhere. Like, no, I'm right here. Mm. No, she's still, you know, she's still got great spirits, still walking around. It's, it's good to see, though. But yeah, at, at the grandma. same time, it's like, damn. What's gonna happen when she leaves though? That mm-hmm. that, that kind of that kind of thought kind of creeps in my mind. A yeah, bit, for sure. Like, I think we talked about that last time. Like, like losing like parents or like grandparents and stuff like that. Like, mm. like the thought of that or how you deal with that and stuff like that is. 
It's not something you can prepare I for. Don't know, man. Yeah. You don't prepare for. It. <laughs> you can't prepare for that, but at the same time, it's 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 inevitable. You yeah. know, like it's something that will happen. You just don't know when. That's what's funny about life. Like you know, like you know your your uh, birth date, I guess your date of birth. Yeah. But you never know when you're gonna leave. Mm. So, but if you let's say I were to tell you guys, okay, you guys were to die on that day. Well, how would you guys react to that? <laughs> that would stress me the fuck out, though. Well, stress you out? Yeah, because it's like, okay, you have a deadline. Yeah, right. You know, where technically you, you you still have a deadline. You it's still just that now do, you, You're aware of what it is. If you don't why, know why, when why it is, why you don't up like a West Coast? I don't know. If you don't know when it is, then you could live life more relaxed and really just like do what you want and not worry about like, oh, am I living up to this deadline or am I doing enough? in this short span of time yeah. or mm-hmm. I mean people so do already think know. that way but I'd rather that's I'd a rather lot of stress know. why because then and then imagine the day before what? Well, the last day you're la- like you know you're gonna die the- tomorrow for example mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's like I don't want to live that day knowing that I'm gonna die the next day and then it's like how am, how is it gonna happen like that would drive someone crazy I think that it's if some if people knew the date that they were gonna die, they would go crazy. Hmm. I used to hear that in music, like, yo, if you had twenty four hours to live, what would you do? And it's like, yeah, you know. And they're running through like the whole yeah. like yeah, I do this, do this, and it's like so so casual how, how they just nah. break it down. But it's like, yo, fam, I'm not sure if everyone is like no. as <laughs> you know, some people might just ball up in a corner and just like, yo, you know, I'm not going nowhere for yeah, the next twenty four hours. Yeah. That's crazy when I think about that, to be honest. <laughs> But yeah, listen, listen, I'm not scared. Listen, I mean, if I were to know, what about you, Meryl? What do you think? About like dying? Yeah. Do you think if you knew when you were going to pass away? Mm, I don't know how I react to that, to tell you the truth. I'll try to maximize my time. I'll probably do a lot of like shit that I want to do, like wild shit. I remember when we first met, you would tell me like, "Oh, I think I'm gonna die when I'm young. I don't think I'm gonna live till I'm. I don't. I don't think I'm gonna make it to like 40 or whatever." You would tell me these things. I'm like, "Why are you saying this? Stop! Like, what's wrong with you?" What what, what made you say that at that time, though? Um, I don't think I really had like really like a purpose. Yeah, I guess you know. You were coming from a different place at the time. Yeah, for sure. I, I I I didn't really have a purpose. I didn't really know where I was going. But now when I look back at it, I'm like, shit. I'm 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 like hopeful of being like 50, 70, 80. You know. Good. But what, 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 what changed? Um, <laughs> uh, my purpose, bro. You found it. Yeah, man. Mm. Like my purpose and just being able to just grow. You know. So now it's just like chasing that that evolution of growing. You know, because because when you were talking about like people maximizing their time i'll just think about jay-z for example you know like you know when jay-z came out with the black album if jay-z died right there bro yeah you know what i'm saying you'd be like yo he's the biggest artist but like jay-z from there to where he's at now that's bro that's it's, a- it's a whole different like i would not even think of that so it's just like yo the, the the idea of just growing and just evolving to something else like yeah. I, I used he would have probably died as like the, a great artist yeah mm-hmm. but now it's like oh shit like he's he's done so much more since then so it's like oh it elevates his stature yeah, even bro more. like he's in political com- like conversations he's like I don't even know what to describe what he's what he's doing at this point bro but it's like 
I mean, you know, prison reform. Totally and, different person, bro. Yeah. Totally, totally, totally. No, it's great to see his progression through life. Yeah. Just the evolution from just not only musically but also like as a as a as an individual how yeah. he spoke he speaks up about issues that black people are going through or, yeah you know even partnering partnering up with the nfl and try to provoke Yo, you, change yeah. through that no i'm saying no just what the partnership is for that though like uh, just yeah. just influence older maybe older folks to kind of change their their views right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's uh to use your influence to that for that and i was having a conversation with my friend actually and his it's interesting because for us, it's like, for me, I would want to influence people. But for me, I, f- I, feel, I always feel like I need to be financially stable to do that. But truly, the impact on people, if you're actually in the field and just, let's say, giving some of your time instead of money mm-hmm. is more valuable because you impact directly yeah, the people. Sure. Right? So that's something I was talking, thinking about today. And it was just interesting. Yeah, man. So that's why it's like, you know, now I'm looking forward to getting old because I know I'm not going to be the same person i am now when i'm like 70 and stuff like that so i'm looking forward to reaching to that but you know what you, you did good on that one um <laughs> I, I, I was I, I was thinking about like uh because you said impact so for you guys what do you feel like your impact like let's say 10 years from now what what would you want your impact to be no but wait but wait because you guys are, are um you guys do branding yeah. Basically, right? So, w- could you guys just explain for the people? Because I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Because I know you guys were behind the Black Abundance, mm-hmm. but I don't know in what aspect. Because mm-hmm. I saw that, and I didn't, I didn't really know how you guys like helped in that sense. So, mm-hmm. could you guys kind of explain a little bit what you guys do? Because I'm not, I don't want to turn it into like an interview, but because yeah. I'm really curious yeah, about. Yeah. Uh, do you want to answer that or? Uh, well, for Black Abundance specifically, we did. We basically. Uh, branded it we created the visual identity of it so we did the logo all the promotional material that you see or that you might have seen of it online that's us but we were part of it as a matter of fact yeah Yeah, you guys were on the poster right yeah yeah a lot of people that was you guys a lot of people came up to me about somewhat we will like we did the poster shyan marcus is the one who took did the photography obviously you guys were there (laughs) but um yeah we did the poster and the visuals for it Okay. Nice. But you yeah. know, you could explain more. Yeah. Like so basically, branding is it's it's really that um we help like businesses, artists develop their their image, their, their image you know, and mm-hmm. that's and we do that through different mediums. So it's either through graphic design work, photography, videography, you know. So it's like it involves so many different components, but mostly it's like you know graphic design work and like strategy as well. Strategy and things of that nature. How'd you guys get into that? How long has it been? Because I have so many questions. Because, you know, like, I'm not, listen, I'm not, I'm on record, like, I'm not the most creative person. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, you guys get to really be in a field where you guys flex your creative muscles in a sense. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and plus the fact that you guys so many, so many different things within, like, let's say just, well, within your, 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 your field of work. Mm -hmm. Because you guys touch not only photography, like you said, but also digital branding and a bunch of different things so how did you guys kind of get that started and was it just an idea because you guys are black entrepreneurs and that's something that we want to see more of in Mm -hmm. montreal right so you guys are kind of you know in a sense i i don't know a lot of a lot of black branding agencies i don't know if there's how many others there are if we're the only one i'm not sure that's why it's rare that's that's one of the guys are kind of trailblazers at this point yeah, but we want to encourage more more um, black creatives to do what we do. 
you know, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of talented black creatives in terms of and like do, who could do, do the you same. You do tweet thing. about that a lot too. Yeah, we go get we go we go get into Mirror's <laughs> tweets a little bit. You afterwards. know what I mean? Like uh, that's that's something that's really for us. But like how how we started this is that you know um, me I I started off like as a stylist. I always had like a visual like I always had like. I don't know how to explain Miro it. Hendrix. Like <laughs> Miro <laughs> Hendrix. Oh no, because because I remember I remember Miro from like the Montreal Got Style days. Yes. And, like he had the the the, 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 the bandana with the, the hair. hair <laughs> and the nah, because you see Miro now with the but with the baldy. But I remember Miro yeah. with like the I big old I, hair. I think I saw and like that the flowy yeah, shirts. Probably, 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 with the flowy shirts, yeah, chest but, out. You know what I mean? No, I remember I those days. On the spotlight. But yeah, that's that's how I started. Started off as a stylist, but like it was just, but I knew that like I always had like um, an eye for different things. So it's like, yeah, I could put outfits together, but I could also look at a photo and tell what makes this photo great. Mm. I, I could look at a, a like a TV show or a movie, and I could just look at like, okay, how do they recreate that? I always had that in the back of my head, so I just flexed my network really bro because i couldn't do these things myself but i knew other people who could do it yeah and it was just a matter of me communicating my vision to these people so i kind of put myself out there as like the stylist but at the same time i could help do your music video i could direct your music video i could help create photos for your social media do you take the pictures no i don't but i'm gonna build a team who's gonna do that mm-hmm. so that's how i started off first it was it was just really me flexing my network and then I met Ashley along the way and she came back she came from a graphic design background she went to school for that and it was just like she had an aesthetic eye she saw what I was doing Match made in heaven and it was just like yo listen I was like yo like babe you could do this too you know like yeah. this is this is this this is how it works you know and she's like oh shit this shit is easy and <laughs> is, that, is that something that you saw for yourself necessarily um, for me so me I was I came out of school and so yeah I did three years of graphic design uh Ansik and then I came out of school I was working like part-time and freelancing at the same time and like zero direction zero like ambition really for like the career of graphic design mm-hmm. and like when I saw what he was what Miro was doing like that opened my eyes to okay, there's other possibilities out there. I could actually add on to what I already mm-hmm. know, add on to my skills. And so we started merging kind of our talents and I learned the whole creative direction role that he was playing. And from there, like, I kind of like, kind of stepped away from just being a graphic designer and came into the role of creative director as well. Yeah, because I remember like, I used to like have like contracts where I had to like, like I directed a music video and I was just like tell the editor what they needed to fix and everything and she would just and she would look at it and she'd just be like, "Yo, change this, change that." Yeah. She would just point out things that I didn't notice and I'm like, "Damn!" I'm like, "Yo, you could do this." Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, "You could do this. Just just tell the editor what you want and like get it get it cracking, you know." And it was just really that man like. I know we make it sound like super simple. And oh no, but I mean, <laughs> sometimes you know what's crazy. You know what's crazy sometimes, and um, because Alex talks about how he's not necessarily the creative kind, but I feel like everyone has their own form of creativity mm-hmm. right? for, sure. for sure. And I, I even told him this like last week, like we were just having a conversation. But like for me, I think it all starts like how you cultivate it. I think like for you guys, like how did you, how did you like what what was your not necessarily your start. 
creatively, but more like what was your first taste of like, you know, let's say you drew something and you were like, oh, well, you know. Bro, the thing for me, like the, the, the thing that I was really drawn to and I always wanted to recreate was like hip hop music videos, bro. That was that was really my thing. I always loved album artwork, and I always loved hip hop videos. So like, you know, what I mean, when I used to like, you know, watch old like old Busta videos, yeah. Missy, and Busta. all that stuff. Legendary. I was I, I was into that, and like you know, like even like people laugh of it, but like you know, like puffs and puff puff in his shiny suits and stuff like that. That shit was iconic. That was an aesthetic mm-hmm. that I was really drawn to, like or the fisheye lens. So that was something that I was always into, bro. So like I was always into music video and album artwork. Mm-hmm. So when I, I, will, I would get an album, when my sister used to have her CDs, I used to go and just look at it and try to see who did the, who the photography. The oh, okay, yeah. And stuff like that. You so know that's what, what you would look at in the credits? Yeah, bro. <laughs> look at that. Because it was like, you know, for me, my favorite album cover is um, DMX, um, Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That like in the pu- in the in the blood and stuff like that's 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 a fire image, bro. It looked, imagery, it, it looked bro. real. <laughs> you know it what I'm saying? Real for, yeah. And then when you open up the album cover, you see like the the blood f- um, fingerprints on it. Yeah. So I was just like I was amazed by that. So those are those are my first like tastes of like really. I always want to recreate that. So when I started styling and I had the opportunity to do a music video, I was just like, yo, I want to do this. I want to. The rack of music video. <laughs> How many videos did you did you did you? Uh, not that many. I probably directed like this, five, six, five, six music videos out here. Like mostly like uh, are these known but in the guys? Span of or? How long? In the span of how long? Uh, Two, three, four years. From 2016 to like 2018. And these are known guys or mostly like? Uh, but six yeah. is still kind of a lot. No, I feel like. Did you guys do that together? Was it through? I don't know what you're talking about. Well, music videos. <laughs> no, I don't think. I, I don't think we only did one music did video together. One together. The, one, the one with Horace. Yeah. Shout out to Horace. Yeah, yeah, bro. You said. You said I, I didn't know y'all know you each know other. Horace? That's so weird. I know Horace. <laughs> Funny story. Funny story. How I know Horace? Because we worked together. Yeah. Uh... We used to work together at the fucking what's that? The cheap ass fucking call center, Atelka. Okay. Oh, you used to work at Atelka? I used yeah. to work at Atelka. I, I, I worked at Atelka. Yeah, I everyone worked at Atelka. Of course, man. Everyone, <laughs> you know, that place is like the fucking, it's a hub for like, anyway, that place was trash. But yeah, I met Horace over there, man. And, uh, okay. Like, we were never productive at all. <laughs> like, there, there would be like a point in time when there were no calls for like maybe almost two hours. Wow, that's... And like, we would just like crack jokes and freestyle and shit. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Like, that's what we would do. Oh, and no, that's where dope, it came from. And, and when I saw him at Black Abundance, like, oh shit, like, you know, it's just it's just uh, great to see some yeah, shout out to Horace man yeah yeah that's that's our that's that's the best video I like Horace a lot did, you know but like that, yeah. that was a dope video that y'all did though thank yes, you yes I'm so you. proud of it thank you thank you and Very shout proud. out to Eva Eva Kabuya yeah. uh, helped us with the direction of it because I didn't she has know. her show um Amodo Ocasion Oh, that's yeah. her. Yeah, that's yeah. her. She directed that's Oh, okay. She was part of that. It's funny okay. you say that because I was having a conversation with one of my friends and because she works at Apple. I don't know where she works. No, no, I'm telling you. She okay. works okay. at Apple. Why, why are you snitching and, her? Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. But anyway. Oh, no, yeah, sir. Okay. Anyway, you can cut <laughs> Yo, that out. You can cut that out. But, but it seems like a lot of people... I was trying to get into it but it's because I didn't get uh, the chance to, to really look at it, but it seems like a lot of people didn't really understand, I think, the creative direction of the show mm. and um that's all i wanted to say it seems like a lot so i, I gotta get it I gotta but she get to she it. uh what's the network that she's her on? style is very unique it's, it's uh ec2 
You have this a bunch of talented people in the city that mm-hmm. are issued from diversity, like, but yet you put them in marginalized kind of. You don't yeah. put them on screen, basically. Yeah. You don't you put, put them in them a small platform. It, it, right? It's, it's a start, mm. though. It's a start. It's, I it, think it, that it they're testing before, it so out true. and that's gradually true. like testing the waters with the whole diversity that's what you thing guys because think? the you Quebec guys? media isn't catered to diverse right, audiences. Right, but do you guys think? that it will get to that point where uh, Quebecers will be receptive to yeah, see for it. Sure, for sure, for sure, for yeah? sure. The problem with Quebec is just that they're just super slow, bro. That's the only thing that's wrong with them, bro. Like, what, do you mean by, what do you mean by that? They're, they're slow to adapt to change. Mm-hmm. Facts. You know, so it's just going to take longer than everyone else. But what but change? Because we've, we've been here for the longest time. No, well, but you got to think, too. You, you got to think about who's at the top of the population, too. Continue. Well, I mean, it's the older folks. Yeah, yeah. baby boomers so the, and stuff like that. Now. Exactly. So once people are like, not the generation before us, like maybe those that are like in their 40s. Okay. Like those guys, mm-hmm. if they get in power, or even if we get in power, like if our when generation- When we get in power. When, when we get in power, not if, when. Like then all this shit changes. Yeah. For the, sure. The okay. music industry changes, The the for everything changes. Everything. It's just I hear it's just they're super slow to adapt to like yeah. change. I don't know. Oh, when right. it comes to media, like culture and everything, like they're just really, 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 really slow. Like, they're in their own bubble. <laughs> Quebec is its own bubble. It is. Like to anyone that's listening out there, you know, that's outside, like understand here is a whole nother like ball game. Yeah. <laughs> like y'all y'all got like everything at the at the drop of a dime. Like here, you know, the, the industry is very uh it's, very, it's a dinosaur. Uh, yeah, it's a dinosaur. <laughs> that's it's fucking, really what it's a fucking is. dinosaur. Everything is fucking twenty years back. Like yeah. it's crazy. But that's why when I when I like seeing like you know like a mode occasion what it's doing you know like shows like that even Lex Nawasu like we should champion behind that and the reason why I'm saying that because it's like you know like I, I get what you're trying to say but like it's a start you know and like. It's it's just like a start of something bigger. That's yeah. how I look at it, you know? So it's like, yeah, it'd be cool if we had our own network. Yeah, you know? It's like, happening. There are it, people it, it, in the city who are trying to make these things it, happen. It's, doing, it's, it's, it's going to Because that, that takes capital, too, though. Mm-hmm. You got to understand. Like, we're not only, not only is Quebec behind, but also us as, like, black capital creatives, we are behind, too. Mm-hmm. So you got to think of, like, okay, like, you got to amass a certain amount of capital. Yeah. And you got to amass, like, because we do have. You know, do you? Do you, do you guys feel like it's necessary to um, like have a lot of capital? I think it's about connections a that lot too. too because I know I don't you know Eva didn't produce this by herself. It's not her no. money. No. She had made that connection with the production house no, that has the money. Yes, but also because she submitted. I think she submitted her work mm. and she was picked out of all the, the submissions and yeah. that's what uh, and that's why they they they. 
put to put her on. But that that's platform. that's the system that's in place, though. Exactly, but I'm I'm just saying, like, because you were saying about you were talking about capital, but I feel like because you know last week I think uh, Marcus Troy spoke about that about how people want to work with the best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is it even necessary to have the capital if you're just a talented individual? Like you guys, for example, I feel like you guys are. I don't know how you guys, how long you guys have been doing this, but you guys seem like you guys are dipping and dabbing in a lot of different projects. So you guys mm-hmm. are kind of putting yourselves out there, and a lot of people are going to recognize your work. Mm-hmm. So they already are, though, so. and they already are, right? So maybe eventually some of the bigger companies yeah. are going to come to you guys if that hasn't happened already. That's a fact. That's going right? to happen. So, like, so you don't even do. You guys feel like y'all? You guys need the cap? We need the capital to no, even provoke that kind of change. I, I mean, me, it's not a question about like like having a capital. Like Ash said, I think it's just really like your network at this yeah. point. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just working with different people and just creating our own value because it's like I don't, I, I don't know. The money comes I, after. Yeah, the money comes after. You shouldn't wait and depend on the money to be able to put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. You should make those connections first, create those relationships, put out the good work, and. It's just gonna follow naturally, right? But I think that's that's exactly uh, what I was about to get into. Because when I say capital, like you hear capital is like oh, only money, but not necessarily just capital. Like just uh, I guess a, a certain type of currency that mm-hmm. w- like mm-hmm. your currency is like for example your like your 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 work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your work is your currency. Yes. So the 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 the, the quality of work, mm-hmm. you know what people say about you, like people want to work with you, like just the vibe that that you get, like for example, you know, Amir's oh, a cool dude. Oh yeah, yeah, work with him. Mm-hmm. Then that moves around, like you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no the biggest seller has always been uh, word of mouth. Yes, word of mouth is still the biggest seller. Yeah. So oh yeah, word like yo, I heard from such and such, such and such, such. And, like yeah. that's that's what I mean by capital, not necessarily money. Okay. Because I was having a convo with uh, who was I having this convo with? I think I was having that comment with uh, Harry once. And we're going to have him on the show too. But like, um, it's not necessarily, a, it's an understated uh, like factor. Like people don't spend their own money. Like when you see a lot of these like companies, they don't yeah. spend their own money. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, how do you, and that information isn't known by everybody. Mm-hmm. It's like you see like, oh yeah, he's doing such and such. But you, you, he didn't put that money down. Mm-hmm. He got with someone that financed it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's mm-hmm. about getting the financing. But yeah. you got to have the, the product out. The, the the quality of product so that's that stems from us though yeah you know? yeah so yeah. you guys are doing the work you know never was average everyone's doing their part in trying to get mm-hmm. but I think it's also because uh, in trying to get a piece of the pie I think for some people it's gonna be like yo I gotta get a piece so I gotta compete you know yeah. people feel the need to compete too you know yeah like, do you feel do you feel like that that's something that you've seen so far like people going out of their way to like compete maybe um I I do see it. But like, lucky, luckily, in our in circle, our circle like, that's not the energy We're around that we people have. Who, who who have an abundance mindset, and yeah. they understand that there is no pie. Mm. There mm. is no pie to no, get a piece eat. of. Everyone can eat. Yeah. yeah, it's an infinite. The world is abundant. Opportunities are endless. There are billionaires. Yeah, you know, like we can all eat. There's no competition. Just do, do you do the best you can and get those opportunities. Yeah. If somebody else gets an opportunity that you were looking at, there's there's infinite amount of other similar, if not better opportunities out there for you. So don't, we don't look at it as, oh, if somebody else is winning, then we're failing. It doesn't take away from It does you. not take away it's from us. It's a collective yeah. thing. It has to be a collective. It can't just be one person. You know what Facts. I'm saying? Like, look at like the whole drill scene in Chicago, bro. When Chief Keith blew that up, 
so many of those dudes got deal, deals, bro. Yep. Lil Durk got a deal. Lil Reese got a deal. You know what I mean? Um, 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 they were all her, getting her, Herbo, um, Bibby. Like, so many people came from that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just because it was a collective thing. Although they didn't really necessarily mess with each other, but it's, it's a collective thing. And that's how I look at it here. You know, and that's why it's like, even for us, when we're like, you know, we want to see other black creatives come out here. We want to see that because we know if we're a unit, it's going to be easier to get shit done. <laughs> you know what That's I mean? It's going to be easier to get shit That's done. And it can't just be one thing. Yeah, me and Ash cannot do everything, all the brand and work out here. We cannot do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like if we get a project and it's like, oh, shit, we cannot do this. Yo, bro, you have your happened? agency? Has that ever happened? Well, you guys felt like you guys weren't necessarily fit for the type of project that was asked of you guys yeah that's happened like, like uh like, like saying it's like saying no because we can't do it mm -hmm. oh, yeah. yeah that's happened or yeah. more so like a work overload not necessarily because yeah. you couldn't that's what we're work, going through right now work actually. overload and also like just like vibes too you know okay. like if okay the vibes so if you don't fuck with it like yeah you know if it's not really like against like it's not really what our what our what our what our values and stuff like that you know like i already had people like message me to do videos and it's like like before like and it's just like yo you want to have like you know okay i'll give you an example like doing a video with like just having like like half naked woman and just like these mm -hmm. things that I don't really like, that's not me, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you're going to pay me, but I don't want to do that, yeah. bro. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, I don't know. Like, I feel like where we at right now, we have a lot of responsibility in terms of, like, making sure that we work with a lot of people who, who have similar values at a, as us. And it's just, like, being black creatives, it's very important for us. If we're going to work with other black creatives, we have to put them in a light that looks good. You know, yeah. like... You know, mm -hmm. like, I'm not going to mention the person's name, but we yeah. worked with someone before on a music video. And, like, in the music video, he wanted to just have light-skinned girls in the video. Mm. Really? So we had to have the conversation. It was just like, bro. Well, I don't know if it was, like, deliberate, but, like, all the girls that he was sending yeah, he us, they were all light-skinned. They were like, eh, you should have, like, you some have diversity dark, in the skin right. tones. You have some dark-skinned yeah. girls up in your video, bro. What are you talking about? Like, you cannot, that's the, that's that's the, the you know, you know it's crazy. You know it's crazy. Showcase. It's crazy that that's still a conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, even it, when I look at all the videos, it's all yeah. the same. Condo. White girls, ski masks, guns. But the problem is yeah. the people who are creating that content is not having real conversations with the people who are producing that. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not no, having because they're just getting like a uh, uh, they're just a videographer. It. Just pay them, yeah. do it. Yeah, That's the person the person who's doing it, he doesn't care about the imagery he's setting yeah. out. He doesn't care about like the the. The overall message. And that's our right? responsibility as black people. I don't think in majority of the times that that happens, I don't think it's necessarily always a black person behind the scenes mm -hmm. no. who can who actually sees these things and notices these things and notices that, oh, the images that you're putting out there are detrimental to a community of people. So you guys that's are why us as black that. people... You guys are mindful have of that. To. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have to. Very oh, conscious have to. of that. Have to, have to, have to, you know? And, like, ask myself questions, you know, ask, ask herself questions, like... We have to be very mindful of about the type of imagery because, like, you know, I told you about, like, when I was growing up looking at album covers and stuff like that. Those... Influence. That influenced me, bro, yeah, you know? But someone true. else who could be looking at another type of image or the same type of imagery, but he, they're going to take something completely different. A different, different message, different, for sure. You know what I'm saying? So, like, like seeing a video that, that, that woman's half naked or something like that, I might be pulling something different from it, but... A woman who's probably looking at it is probably looking at it like, oh, you know, probably have to look like this or yeah. asking these all these different questions, and it's just like, 
you know, so, so it's just it's, it's the conversations that um, as black creators behind the scenes have to have because you cannot just be like, yo, you know what? I'm just going to do it because I just need my name out there. and Name the bag and that's it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't I, feel, I feel like there's a lot of that. Like people just associate the name. Yeah. That's it. Because I swear when I look at every single video and people hit me up sometimes like, yo, like you so harsh with like Montreal artists. Like, yo, you sound like mm-hmm. a hater. You're right. I am a hater. <laughs> I will. I. I am a hater yeah, because I hate. That. I hate. I hate your fucking videos. I hate. Yeah, yeah. I hate sonically what you do. It's the same shit every single yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to not to trash on people that are trying to do something different or even artists in no, general. No, right? I'm not saying but. all. I'm not saying the whole. But like a lot of. A lot of the same genre, like yeah. they do the same video over and over. That's why I love when um. That's why I, I love a lot Naya Ali. I don't know if you you follow you follow her. Yeah, but we know. like Naya Ali or Nate when they drop videos. I don't know if you check out their videos. I like Nate Hustle. Yeah. I like Nate Hustle. Totally different, bro. No, it's like, completely different. And but he's a he's a character too, so but, you can see. But that's what that's what we need, bro. Mm-hmm. You, you know need guys like that. I feel like feel like a lot of people who do those typical videos that you 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 mention is like. They're scared to be themselves, yeah. bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like, like a lot of them are just putting up... Um, they're just putting out image out there because someone else is doing it, and that's it. Like The people it's who are doing standard. the most creative videos, they're really just digging into, like, yo, I'm doing what the fuck I want. I'm just having fun with this. And what's funny is a lot of the imagery that you put out, those people that are putting out the different imagery might be about the same shit. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. that you know they're just going a different route. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's what it is. Like yeah. You don't have to follow a fucking... Doesn't have to be copy paste every single time. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's the thing though. But I mean, even like the quality of videos now, I just feel it's just everything's just gone down in like the past fucking twenty years. When I look, I say twenty, it's fucking insane. Like, like <laughs> <laughs> it was my birthday like oh two weeks gosh. ago, and I'm like, holy shit! Like I remember videos from twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah. It's just funny to me, like, <laughs> like you were talking about flesh in my flesh. I remember having that album. Yeah, like, yeah. Like it's dark and hell is hot. Like I remember rapping Damien yeah. in fucking elementary school, and the white kids were like, Yo, "What are you rapping?" Like, and these, it's a conversation with the devil. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dmx. But do you guys feel like um, there's a lot of those type of creatives out there, those that are not really mindful of how they use their platform or their influence? I, I th- um, given that you guys have been in the field for quite some like, time. Re- repeat your question. Like, what So you basically, mean? do you feel like a lot of creative, because you know, you said that you've said no to a lot of, listen, you've said no to some people mm-hmm. because of the creative direct, the direction or the creative vision didn't necessarily align with your mm-hmm. values. Do you guys feel like there's a lot of people like that, maybe cre- young creatives that are kind of influenced by what they see, what's going, like, what's going on in the United States, for example, and they try to replicate that here? And you guys don't necessarily, do you guys feel like it's something that's, really common now or um because then again you guys said you guys are like kind of you're not in your own bubble but you guys are surrounded by people who kind of align yeah. with your values but also there's people from the outside who kind of try to i think that's a thing i think that's a thing but those people probably because i'm when you say that it makes me think of people who are only in it for the money mm-hmm. so people who are literally will do anything just because it pays the bills yeah so that for sure it exists, but that's a question of them not knowing their true value. That's mm-hmm. how I see it. So people who that's what we were talking about that uh, way, yeah, they don't know their the true value that they they have, and so they're just like, okay, I'm just gonna take any job, and okay, the client's always right, and you know. Mm-hmm. 
but it's also like a learning curve as well too yeah. you know so it's like it's okay to be like if it's okay to be like that in the beginning bro because yeah. in the beginning like you're you're learning you're figuring out shit right you're Child asking error. questions about yourself right. you know what i'm saying so it's like you're learning but the thing is you have to get out that stage that shouldn't be something that's like it shouldn't know, be the standard you know what i'm saying like after a while you have to really realize ask yourself real like real question like how I want to put myself out there, how I want other people to see me, how I want other people to see my work. In the beginning, like, bro, you can't really tell someone that, like, yo, bro, don't do it for the money in the beginning because in the beginning, like, you're most likely don't have a lot of resources and, like, right. y- you're hungry. You're building a network. You know so you what I'm gotta... saying? So it's like, you can't, you can't get mad at that in the beginning, yeah. but you have to transition out that. The problem bro. is with people who get comfortable exactly. in that and that's lane. The thing. Exactly. That's and then the they expect for everyone else to lower their standards to that. Or they're setting a standard, you know, when they're working with their clients, their clients think, oh, this is the norm. It's supposed to be cheap like this. I'm supposed to take advantage of this creative. And then when they knock on other people's door, it's not the same story. So it kind of like messes things up for other creatives in the scene Mm -hmm. when people are lowering their standards. Mm -hmm. But that's only, like you said, like obviously when you're starting out, even us starting out, we don't charge the same that we charged three years ago, Mm. you know? Obviously not. Because now you guys have a portfolio. Mm -hmm. What's the price? (laughs) (laughs) Prices. Yeah. Actually, you said, you said some, um, you said something about, uh, Oh shit! I'm losing my train of thought here. No, actually, because I don't, I don't want this to, to turn too formal of, of an interview. But um, because we were talking uh before before the thing before uh, about uh Chloe right, and like how uh Demon like how he associated himself with like this whole thing just to generate like a name for himself mm. I guess right, mm-hmm. and it's like and you're you're associating yourself with like a conversation that like I I don't want to say like it's it's not not a toxic conversation can we say it's a toxic conversation the N word yeah. Like At white people using the N word? Yeah. Is it a no, I don't think it's a toxic conversation. No, but I mean the N word conversation back, period. It kind of goes back to what Mira was saying. It's more so I feel like it's a tough conversation to have because a lot of let's say now we have to focus on black folks. A lot of black folks are not necessarily educated about about that kind of topic. And because they're not educated, um, you once they get to these platforms they don't know necessarily how to navigate that or how to express themselves properly on that. So now they're spewing a whole bunch of nonsense on these platforms. And unfortunately, like you guys said, I, I really appreciate the fact that you guys are mindful of how the community is portrayed mm-hmm. in your work. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people don't view it that way. They don't care about that. They don't think about the influence or the impact of the next to the next generation. Mm-hmm. And that's why sometimes I, like I'm hard on, for example, people like, like for example, Lizzo. You know, like I, I understand, for example, the empowerment of of bigger women, but yeah. at the same time, is that the right way to do it? So that's why it's like for me, I'm kind of on the fence, and so and it really it just goes back to education, right? Because mm-hmm. it's not necessarily a toxic conversation because you want people to be aware and to be more mindful of how they're gonna navigate, especially when it comes to other communities, because we're allowing a lot of people in our shit. Oftentimes, because we're very, we're very welcoming, we're very welcoming people, black people. We're the, we're the to, most, we're the most welcoming. welcoming. Like we don't care what you do. Like we allow people like Eminem to thrive and all these other artists. But then, and if as long as you respect us in a certain sense. But then, when if we don't respect ourselves, 
it becomes hard for them to respect us. Hence mm-hmm. why, if we go back to the conversation with, let's say, Demon, it's unfo- I feel like it's unfortunate that he was kind of trying to associate himself to that to generate a buzz because truly there's a bigger impact that you have to look out uh, uh, behind that. You understand? Well, I mean, just the other day, you know, a dude posted, like, uh, the girl got beat up. So, see? That type of shit comes back to you. See, comes back to you. Yeah, but to know. me, I don't, I don't even, promote, I don't even, I don't even want to promote. That's that to me. That's like the the lowest level of shit, t- to be honest. But it still, it still resonates with me because it's like people are going out of their way because that's the era we're in, like the whole social media era. Mm-hmm. Like you, you gotta get the clout. You gotta, you gotta, go, you gotta do the most outlandish shit, yeah, just to generate what people think is like what might become money, yeah, yeah. and that's. That's the craziest shit. Like a like and a fucking view is not money. Yeah, man. It's, 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 and not all of them, you know. It's it's hard. I want to say hard, but like like people could get caught up with that whole idea of just trying to like, you know, just get a conversation happening. You know, yeah. like I don't know. Like <laughs> like I said, I feel like I feel like it really comes down to just asking yourself questions and just surrounding yourself with other people who could. You can have these type of dialogues, with, yeah. you know. But you like, need to have that desire as well. Pardon me. You need to have that desire yeah, as well. Yeah, for sure. For so sure. it's not everybody who has that desire. Because I was looking at, for example, Black Abundance last week, which was it was a beautiful event. But when you look at the people that were there, there is a willingness to want to expand your knowledge. There's a willingness to learn. For sure. But you can't if save you look, everyone, bro. Huh? You can't save everyone. You can't save everyone. <laughs> but if because you you're kind of like. Because I saw you also at the event, like you dip and dab in a bunch of different events as well. So you're you're around different crowds. I feel like you, you guys are in different crowds, not necessarily only in the in the woke quote unquote woke, woke woke crowd. You guys are also in other crowds. But these, for example, some of the which crowds are cro- talking about? I'm trying to figure out which crowd. Let's say the party scene. The party, uh, scene. party scene. You guys don't really we don't not party. party anyway. <laughs> I'm not trying to. What about Mirror makes you think that he's out partying? <laughs> Not partying, not partying. No, not like that, not like that, not like that. Oh, not like that. Okay, because for example, there was the uh, because I saw you guys at the Jet Ball. Ah, okay. Okay, so you guys are very supportive of just people in general. Yeah, but they were nominated though. Because they, well, Well, he was nominated. But I think I just have a sense that maybe he still would have went regardless. Would you have gone? You think? Um, most likely. Okay. Most likely. So, for example, (laughs) that crowd is a it's a different crowd. It's a different crowd. And yeah. for example, um, and I'm not saying they're shallow or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying. That's exactly what you said. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm implying or anything like that. It's just a different crowd. Because, for example, for me, I know a lot of these people, but they weren't there at the event. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's just to say, like, these are just different. It, it caters to oh, different I get, people. I, I get what you're trying to say. I get what you're trying to you say. See what, um, you see my point? There's need, And I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying they're shallow. I'm just saying, like, there needs to be a willingness from these people or people that are maybe. You ha- First of all, you need to be aware that you're not aware. That's well, one also, thing. also, also, were they aware of the event too? Well, damn, that shit was promoted as fuck. Like uh, it, it was, <laughs> it, it was but hard you got, to miss on you know, social media. You know what's crazy? Talking you know about black abundance. Yeah, but that shit also, was hard you know, to miss. But you know what's crazy is a lot of the, a lot of shit that we see is also sectional too. Sectional. Yeah, like you can you can you can have your own timeline and not see anything else. Yeah, for but sure. But you know what? One sure. thing about that crowd too, they're also a little bit younger. That too. So the black abundance thing. It was more, I think it was generally older 
millennials yeah, there. 25 and up. You know, 25 and up, whereas the jet ball, it was more 25 and under yeah. vibe. So obviously the they have like different interests so and that's things. Why it's there's, there's so many different events, like different like crowds in the city. And I feel like like everyone has their own niche. That I think that's really what it is. Like there's these little niche that's happening in Montreal. It's just finding a way to unite all of them. One thing I find very cool about this, though, is that although it's two different crowds, they're still both doing the same thing. They're still In both bringing yes. black people together. Yes, it's a black. That. It's created by black people right. for yes. black people. You know, it, so it, does that really matter that they're not all at the same thing? Although no, they're because doing it relates back to the, the point of uh, wanting to expand. I guess wanting to evolve. Right, uh, because I guess I guess as you get older, you yeah. You, if you're black you, and you're doing something dope, I'm gonna come support. Exactly, that's my mentality. <laughs> it's, <laughs> an, it's an evolution, regardless. You know what I mean? so it it's really an evolution, matter, regardless. Like, where like where you're from? You're from the east, the north, um, Does it the matter? west. Like if you're doing something dope and I fucks with it, like I'm gonna come support. And you look like me, I'm there. Like that's that's how, that's how I look at it. You were know? you the type to travel a lot when you were younger? Travel. What do you mean? Like in the city. It's actually in the city. No, but it's a thing because there's some people. There's some people. There's some people. It's some people. I feel you. It's funny, but there's some people. For example, I I know some people that stayed in the East End and never been out West ever. Get it? Ever. Bro, I stayed in the West, but I stayed in DG, Albion, Uptown. That's all. Like, I used to hear stories in the East. And all those places, I'm like, I'm not going there. <laughs> but it's what true, he's saying bro. is facts. It's true, like, like you know, like, it's like the east and the west didn't really got along like that. You know what I'm saying? Like they all had oh, their that own was a thing? views. That was yeah. actually a thing. they all had their own views about each other. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like people on the east thought like everyone in the west is Jamaicans and they're crazy. That I, I, everyone, everyone from the Jamaicans west, Jamaicans like, don't fuck with Haitians. <laughs> like that, that, that was that just, was a thing. It was it was just like this weird divide so like i stayed in my in my in my section until i got like older and i went to cjap and i start meeting different people and i'm like I'm like yeah you're from the east I'm like yeah i fuss with you like yeah we're yeah, the same CJEP like, us CJEP, i think cjap really brought both yeah, sides together yeah, 100%. because because you had you only you could either go to vanier or Dawson, yeah. if you were from Montreal. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe in the West, it's... Uh, Champlain. Uh, John Champlain. Abbott or something John like Abbott. that. John yeah. Abbott. So you didn't really have that many options in terms of English schools. Yeah. So that's why kind of once you got there, you were like, oh, okay, oh, you're Jamaican, oh, you're African, oh, you're... So that's where you started yeah. seeing like kind of... But yeah. for the most part, I, 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 stayed, I stayed in my section, bro. I didn't really travel And yet, much. here you are supporting... Everybody, pretty much. That yeah, looks like bro. You. Because like I woke up, bro. <laughs> you know, what I mean, I start discovering about my, I start discovering Don't myself and, and, and my drop. people, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what I'm saying, like, doesn't matter if you're from the east or the west, bro. Like, we're the same, bro. Like, mm-hmm. you go through the same shit as me. If the cops stop us right now, bro, he's not gonna be worrying about like, yo, are you from the east? Are you from the west? That's a fact. Yeah. You know, like. He might, he might, he might act a little weird because I speak English, but like he's gonna most likely treat us the same, bro. Mm-hmm. Like. Facts, bro. So it's like once you start realizing that, and you start realizing like, yo, like we're basically the same shit, bro. Like, uh, that's how I started looking no, at no, life, bro. You know I agree with you, hundred percent. Nah, but for real, no, nah, but it's true what you're saying. Because even even when I was younger, like, um, there's been like maybe a few instances I used to go like out west, like. Well, not necessarily out west. Maybe like borderline downtownish. DG might have been like a few instances. Mm-hmm. Went to Pierre Fon once because I had a I had a friend 
Yeah, I lived all the way in Ilbiza. See, and like, I, we don't even consider those places in the West, like the West. When you talk about the West, you're talking about, like, for me, you're talking about, like, DG, Burks. DG, Thank Burks, you. Thank you. Um, LaSalle, I keep and telling Uptown. Him that. He when says, you talk oh, about West Island, Pierre pass, Fon, I'm once like... Once you pass Saint Laurent, it's the West. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> the West is like, You don't really yo. consider that. You know? <laughs> We're like, what's going on? What's, what's out there? <laughs> Thank you. Told you. <laughs> to me, you, to, it, listen, to us... To us, it was exactly. You're, you're crossing St. Lawrence. You're out west, bro. Exactly. Like, to us, exactly. it was, that's no. what it was. Especially <laughs> if you're going like from all the way, all the way out east. Like it's it's a whole like you know it's a small town, but it's big too. Like you know, there's it's different places. Bro, you, it's, and you know what's crazy is like it's like me. I I I haven't like no like being around Quebecois, like real Quebecois. I I didn't experience that until I was like twenty. Whoa. Really? No, because they're not in the West. Oh, yeah. They're not in the West. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, is not, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right. so just yeah. think about most people grow, grow up in the West. Like, they have, like, you know, we just speak English. That's it. That's it. And then when you get older and you start realizing, like, oh, shit. This is what Quebecois, a Quebecois. Yeah. <laughs> it's a mind fuck, bro. And it's like, oh, shit. They run basically the province. I did not know that. You know, it's it's a totally different, like. All game, like it's weird. that, and that's that's the thing because I used to hang with a few dudes and they would tell me like, yo, like yo, on your side of town, it's like yo, y'all let the white boys whip on y'all, like, <laughs> like he told me like yo, y'all let these boys like whip on y'all, like that's how y'all giving it up, it's like yo, yo, like, no, but it's like it's true what you're saying because every hood has like their own, yeah, it's like their own bubble, their own way of doing things, like. Just coming through like certain places, like I used to go. I think I went to like there's like this record store at Plamondon, right? I'm not sure mm. if you're if you're familiar with yeah, that. Yeah, area. yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I think there's like a project like right next to to the metro, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I walked by there once, not because that was the first time I went, and I yeah. saw some dudes. They were looking at us like they knew we were from. <laughs> they just knew just by looking at us. It just grilled us, and I was like, yo, you know what? We, we, I just get to, let's just get to the record store because <laughs> I'm not trying to be running out here. Like, nah, bro, and. Bro, and again, that's one. That's why I really appreciate Eva's show. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm bigging her up on this because I feel like her show united. Although it, it takes place in like Saint Henry, like here. Yeah. But I like seeing the English and French side unite, bro. And I think that's what's really missing in the, in the city. And like, they spoke about that in the Black Abundance. Like, mm-hmm. you know, for the Black communities, the, the the English and French side, there has to be more you. Unity, bro. Yeah. Like we have to find like ways starting. to like do. Th- yeah, it is starting. It is because of Twitter, social media now. So yeah. you have access to people. Plus, everybody's expressing themselves in English now yeah. on social media. Nobody yeah. really is expressing themselves in French. Yeah. So I think that kind of brings people together at the same time. Facts, Twitter bro. does that for with yeah. Black Montreal. Social, scene. social media. Social. Because you went to the event and half of these people didn't really speak English. English on the on the on a day to day basis. They do express themselves in English on social media. Uh, okay. See but, that I don't know. So you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> see, I don't oh, know that. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's me, man. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm really painting a picture of that crowd as if you know, like, my bad, man. I'm just, I'm no, just but it's true everything. because uh, f- I guess coming from a place like Montreal, like it's so, I guess French centric in a way. Mm-hmm. But really. depend depending on where you where you at. Not really. No, on the east, yes. In the east, yes. In the east, yeah. Yes. But uh, I would say no. But uh, what I realized growing up, like obviously, because I went to, I did the transition from French to English in CJEP. Okay. So I went to Dawson and then I went to Concordia. Okay. And uh, for me, I don't think um, 
It really depends. If you stay in fr- in French your whole life, then you're gonna. That's that's the you mentality I mean? you're gonna have. Yeah. But once you once you cross over and you're like, oh okay, no, oh okay, like you see. Different- Yo, I went to Dawson. I was shook. Like uh, I was one of the only Haitians there. Almost like there was a bunch of Haitians, but I was meeting like Africans, uh, Trini, a bunch of different people. Yeah. I was like, okay, like so. There's not just Haitians. <laughs> it's a culture shock. You know? Yo, it's good. <laughs> that shit shook me. <laughs> I was like, oh, so what? You Haitian? No, I'm not. I was like, okay, where are you from? Oh well, I'm Ghana. You know, whatever. I'm like, I'm from Congo. I was like, okay. That's that's dope. odd, you know. It's I didn't, I didn't, I didn't expect that. Yeah. I love that. I Beautiful. love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. Uh, I wanted to get uh, a little bit into like your your creative process as far as like well, I guess because you talked uh, uh, about getting your start in like music, right? Mm-hmm. So like, what was because you mentioned like DMX, like what, what do you, you know what what do you, what's one in let's say your I don't know name of your top six albums. Man, top six albums. You didn't put you didn't put me on the spot. No. <laughs> <laughs> top six. Albums. Let's say, oh no, let's say I your, most, six. Order, your top though. six, six influential. Like, <laughs> like okay. albums that okay, your, your, okay, your most influential albums. Like, let's say Miro, this is me, these are my albums. Okay, um, Young Jeezy Thug Motivation 101. Mm. That's for sure. Is there? Oh, he was definitely in the street. <laughs> but bro, that was the first time I listened to a, a motivational rap album. To me, that was a motivational rap album. It was an album like really focused on grinding, bro. Yeah. And I love that. I don't know. So that that that's that's big for me. Um, Tupac, Me Against the World. Okay. Um, fuck. Um, Cam, Purple Haze. Big influence. Dipset. Mm. Up there. Oh man, how you put me on the spot like that? I mean, every, yo, every, Nas, everyone go get a chance, yo, but yo, Nas, it was written. You mentioned that a lot. Yeah, Nas, like people talk about Illmatic, bro. Not, it was written is a far superior album than Illmatic, but you know, for a long time that was considered a hot take. <laughs> but I mean, but for the topics that he addresses in in uh, it was written production wise and everything, bro, like. You yeah, know, but you, you got a bigger th- budget to play around with, you know. Bigger you budget, you know. <laughs> you know what he's I mean? older. Like, you know what like, I'm saying? Like it was uh, Illmatic. Older. He was like, but it's true. It, it was written. Came out in what what year? Ninety four. But he Illmatic. Had, Illmatic, w- Illmatic was ninety four. But was he started writing it when he, in like ninety one. He was nineteen when he started. But what I'm saying. How old was he when he he wrote? It was written. Twenty three, four. There's a difference right. between writing at yeah, 17, 17, 18 right. and being twenty four. You're yeah. out. You you've been through some shit. Like it's different. It's different. I was actually listening to that in the car. I still listen to that in the car. To this day, I still listen to that. Um, so we got uh, Jeezy, Cam. Mm. Uh, it was written. Tupac. Tupac. Let's say if you could round out like a top five. What would be that fifth? Shit. Um, Damien Marley, um, Halfway Tree. That that album is fire. Gotta rep he's, the, he's he's an underrated spitter, bro. Gotta rep the Jamaican roots. <laughs> Yo, but a lot of people don't know how nice on the mic Damien Marley is. Damien Marley bro. is like nice. he's nice. He's he, his pen game is nasty, bro. It's just he does a lot of like you know like reggae tunes, bro. But like he could spit, bro. He has bars, bro. But yeah, I, I say those albums are albums that like really like. There, there's for sure there's more, bro. But those are albums that I could think of the top of my head. Okay, what about you, Ashley? Yeah, are you I can't influenced answer by hip hop? No, you're not. Okay, well, okay, you know what? Maybe not hip hop, just can't music, your musical. 
Do you I have mean, a musical you, influence to begin with? No, my Probably. I don't have a musical influence. Like me, I grew up. Um, my dad is a painter, so okay. my creativity like was just that's, visual. That's just my life. That's just how I grew up. I always grew up with that influence of like. Because your dad is a painter, because your parent is a painter, and you look up to your pa- your parents as a kid, you're like, okay, I want to be a creative. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where my, that's my influence as a creative and as like an entrepreneur, because I saw him doing that, being an artist and like trying to make it as an artist, you know. So that's more me. So musically, I'm not like I'm not a big like music connoisseur the way he is with hip-hop and everything like that like okay but what do you listen you listen to music naturally i listen to music obviously but i i grew up listening to like weird like not weird but like more alternative music like things that i would kind of be like like i would kind of be i would be like in high school listening to music and when people would come up to me being like oh what are you listening to i'd be kind of be like embarrassed because it's like uh you don't really you're not gonna fuck with this because it's (laughs) you're gonna think this is super weird like um so yeah like i but if you can run through like some of those what would be those are you really doubling down on this question yeah i want to know what are those some of those weird picks okay okay so i like growing up I really liked a band called Of Montreal. They're not from Montreal, but they're called Of Montreal. Okay. It's more like... Really? Yeah. It's more like alternative rock, you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, of Montreal, like, but you're not from Montreal. It's not from Montreal. It's You're not... like If you're a hip-hop person, you're going to listen to this and be like, this is weird. I don't like this. But but if like if your main thing is hip hop and you don't listen to anything else outside of that, you're gonna be like, this is weird. Depends. depends. Um, Yeah, I like like you said, I like Joy Division. I like um, um, what do I like? I like Erica Badu. Obviously, I like. I listen to everything really. Like it's a mix of different things. So different you're not genres. you're not you're not confined, I'm not to, confined like just to just one genre okay. or anything like that. It really depends on my mood. Yeah. So like when I met him, I'm like, you only listen to hip hop? <laughs> <laughs> like literally he only listens to hip hop. I'm like, hip-hop. you never like listened to rock before. You never you don't know the Beatles. You don't know like anything outside of Oh, you don't know the Beatles? So you I was yeah, like, I know the Beatles. You know the Beatles, but you never yeah, listened to the Beatles. But that was not my you know? main thing. Like me yeah, is really yeah. like Yeah, so hip-hop. like when we met, I was like, That's so weird that you only listen to one like style of music. I I was kinda like, Oh, I didn't know people did that, you know? <laughs> but it dep- again, it depends on what you're around. Because yeah. I guess for... I understand Miro because I guess we come from a, a similar place when it comes to, like, music, I guess. Yeah. Because for me, growing up, I grew up in a hip-hop household. Mm-hmm. Older brother. Hip-hop and R&B, that's all I hip-hop knew. Hip-hop, R&B, that's yeah. all I knew. But, like, I, yeah. I, would list, I would watch Music Plus and there would be, like, the rock groups. Yeah. And, like, YTV a little bit. And you see, like... So that's how I know about Oasis... And, yeah. You know, oh, yes. that oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> so and Ooh, when I listened to that now, I was like, oh shit, yo, that's that's some shit. Yeah, for you sure. You know, like I was For listening sure. to the Verve, like it was like, wait, what the Verve? <laughs> you know, but they had a great songs. Bittersweet Symphony is one of the hardest songs <laughs> of all time. Like I don't give a fuck. Nobody, like no one can tell me different. But yeah. I'm a hip hop guy. Like, yeah. I, but I can understand. Like, yo, that's that was the shit. Like, and also growing up in like, you know, I went to all white elementary school, so mm-hmm. naturally. You're going to see some shit, but I'm the only black kid. So <laughs> you're going to see some shit. Well, of course. But like you're going to see and hear some shit. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. But then hip-hop is so, you know, I'm the lone black kid in the school. So naturally, every Friday, you're playing you're playing some music. Like, hey, what do you got, Jay? Well, I'm playing some of this DMX right <laughs> quick. Yeah. Play, 
place on this cam right quick, yeah. you know? And it's like, oh, what is this? <laughs> but, it, you know, uh, yeah. But do you feel like, because um, uh, Miro more so, you, you, you're really influenced by, because um, hip-hop music is more from the States. Is that something, is that, do you care about that at all? The fact that we're so influenced by American culture? Um, no. Because that's their biggest weapon. Like, that's their strongest weapon is entertainment. Mm-hmm. Like, that's their that's their number one currency, the, the ability to sell the American dream. So it's like, I'm not really mad at that. I don't really find anything wrong with that. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of opportunity to take from that and just add our own flavor to it. You know, like, you know, Montreal is influenced by American culture, but we're not American. Yeah, you right. So we that's why. What's Montreal's to... identity on the creative side? Um, what, how would you guys? Do you guys see like we have an identity creatively? It's Montreal slowly is known forming. as being an artsy city, though. Yeah, it is. definitely. It's very definitely. hipster. Yeah. Very like the hipster, stylish, artsy city. Like when we go outside of Montreal, let's say in the states, for example. People don't people don't care about how they look. Like people aren't people don't care about how they dress. People aren't necessarily stylish. They'll wear brands, but they don't have style. Mm. Montreal has style. Yeah. Montreal Thank has you, Yeah. Yes. Facts. Yes. Every time we go places, Anytime people talk about anywhere, Montreal like like, oh, like you guys are very like fashionable, like, artsy. Yeah, here when really? I'm dressed It's like, funny because being from Montreal, you would never think that. Never. But no, when you step granted. outside, when you, you take, take a step granted. out, you'll see like be here, here, if I dress quote unquote fly, if I dress in a way that I find like, oh, I look good today, and I step outside, I'm not gonna feel like I stand out so much because there are so many other people around me who are dressed super fly. Mm-hmm. But if I go somewhere else and we bring our best outfits, let's say when we went to Miami, for example, we were like where are all the stylish people? How come we stand out so much? But yeah. whereas here, everyone is super stylish. Everyone, So there's that creativity. The creativity is everywhere, even in the way people dress. The way we know? talk, the, like the way we express ourselves. Like, yes. That's, you know, like, because Montreal a, is a cheap city, bro. There's a lot of, like, creative people who come here mm-hmm. and work and stuff yeah. like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, go to the... Like, you're surrounded by art in Montreal 24-7. Like, you go downtown, go to the old port. You know, look, we have the museum here. We have all these things. So it's... We have uh, identity, but it's hard for us to know or verb... Like, express it because we're living in it. Yeah, but exactly. someone who's from the outside can look at it and be like, yo, like... Yo, yeah. you guys have your own thing sure. going on. Even, 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 even at Black Abundance, like, when they said, like, there's a whole lot of black history, like, even in reading up on stuff, it's like, oh, shit, like, this this happened here? Like, this yeah. happened here? Like, a lot of, a lot of, sh- a lot of prominent figures came through here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of, you know. Yeah. Even, like, on a, I guess, this is, like, a whole other conversation, but even, like, on a street level or, like, whatever you, you hear, it's like, there's a lot of shit that went through here. Montreal is, like, it's a, what do you call it? Like, plateau nut for, like, a lot of, mm. a lot of shit. So, it's like, I used to be one of those that used to bash Montreal. Like, yo, man, niggas ain't got no style. Like, because That's what I was I so too, honestly. But because <laughs> I was so, I was so used to going to New York and like, like just watching people. Like, oh yeah. shit, they got all the fly shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. But yeah, then yeah. at some point, it's like, 
Okay. Like you you you're used to seeing it. It's like, okay, it's cool. Yeah. But then you walk down. So it's like, oh shit. Oh, oh, okay. He got this. Like, oh, okay. Like yeah. you see different shit. And it's like, okay, like you you learn a a, a bigger and better appreciation for yeah. where you're from at some point. And bro, we speak two languages. Like that's that's we speak more than two. But, Three, four. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, us, yeah. like we we're multi-lang like we speak different languages exactly. here. That, like that's not really common. That's a, a different of places, type of sauce. You know what I'm saying? It's like I could switch on you. I could I could speak to you in French and midway in a sentence speak in English and understand yeah. it. Franglen. Yeah. Who else does that? <laughs> yeah, and, they were, and we'll <laughs> understand it. Yeah. And we'll understand but it. It's funny because they were even hyping a Kobe. Oh, he spoke two languages. And I was like, nah, that nigga, that's that just common for us. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do every day. <laughs> Co- Kobe was it. different. Kobe spoke Mandarin. No, uh, no, but I'm saying because I I saw like uh, someone was saying how oh you know he sp- he was very smart he spoke two languages I was like well you know Montreal that's just yeah, common that's, shit for us yeah that's common mm-hmm. that's interesting like the fact that like they say you're smarter if you should learn if you know more than one language or something that like that. that is a I they think say that's true. Indica- <laughs> it's an indicator you work your brain of, like, differently yeah, of course <laughs> like you work different like storing shit like yeah. five languages someone that knows like five languages like oh, okay mm. you're yeah. And it's two different cultures. Like a language, speaking a language, you're speaking. Like for me, for example, when I speak English and when I speak French, my personality is not a hundred percent the same. You know, like it's a little bit different, or expressions are are different, or yeah. your humor is a little bit different because the culture is different. But oh, yeah, like you're so? able to mix. Oh yeah, yeah, you're able to mix both. Like. Like me, if I'm just with like Quebecois people, like my humor isn't the same as when I'm with my Jamaican side of the family. Like it's two different cultures. You're gonna you be fun. You're language. probably gonna be funnier with the yeah. Jamaican side of the you family. You are. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I, okay, I've just learned something. She's yeah, biracial. Yeah. I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know that at all. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that she's she's mixed. It's so funny. No, no, no. I just thought that was your skin tone. And that's it. Oh, okay. Hey, Amen. The things you learn. Yep. Listen, man, if you're light-skinned, you're probably biracial so, uh, somewhere in the lineage. Except for you. Hmm? Except for you. Nah, I accept it. I mean, my grandmother, my grandmother, uh, I think her parents might be, uh, there might be some white in there somewhere. <laughs> There's a drop somewhere. So it worked on you, but honestly. <laughs> That's very possible, too, though. That's I mean, possible. Oh, Genetics yeah. is very, uh, on very Like, my, on my stepdad's side, his he has, I don't know how many brothers and sisters, but a lot of brothers and sisters, and they're all different skin tones. He's super light skin. His sister is super dark skin. His children, right. my stepsister and stepbrother, the sister, she's light skin. The brother is dark skin. But everyone is black. There's no... And I have a lot of questions. No one is mixed. But like, it's interesting how yeah. genetics okay, so come wait, out. Because now... Oh, now you're about to get Alex in his bed. <laughs> no, no, no. Because now, now I'm curious, because you're biracial. What do you identify as as a biracial? Growing up biracial, what did you most identify with? Uh, so today I I identify as a black woman. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, I didn't identify as anything. So I like I didn't see I, when I looked in the mirror, I didn't see a black person. I just saw oh, this is Ashley. This is me. Mm. Like I didn't, and that's what my mom would tell me. She's like, oh, like you're just Ashley. Like probably telling me this so that to kind of like shelter me from racism like you know like you're not you know you're just Ashley don't worry about how you know kind of like to to protect me from people being prejudiced against me Mm -hmm. I think she would say that you know like you're just Ashley so that's how I would see myself I didn't notice that I was anything Mm -hmm. until like I was interacting with other people obviously then you see the difference and you see you know 
the culture is a little bit different or people might treat you a little differently or make weird comments like microaggressions and things like that. And it's like, okay, I don't see myself as I'm something different, but other people do. And that kind of... So that's when you realized you were different? Yeah, I guess. When did that happen? what, What age, you would say? What age? Probably in like elementary school. Yeah, you know, people would, people would make fun of my hair or... Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, like, kids are cruel, man. Kids yeah, are <laughs> or make fun of my nose or like, you know, like regular little Regular white, white people shit. Yeah, regular, <laughs> <laughs> regular, regular things, white you know? people shit. And that's like, like, I kind of got like, you know, I would subconsciously looking back think that, oh, I'm not as good because I'm black in different ways. Now that I look back, I could see that, okay, that affected me on, you know, mm-hmm. just my hair. Oh, my hair wasn't straight like all the other girls. Maybe that's why boys don't like me or, oh, all the all the other girls, like, boys are kind of flirting with them, but no one's flirting with me. It's mm-hmm. probably because I'm black or, you know, like, so things that, like that. these are thoughts you had growing up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, those were little things that I would notice, you know. But growing up and as I became a teenager and... I, you know, I was on Tumblr and I would follow other black people and especially from the States and see certain dialogues happening around race. And I learned so much like that really opened my eyes. I really learned like, okay, like if this is a real thing, people put into words what I could not verbalize because mm-hmm. I didn't have we didn't we weren't having those conversations at that time, you know, it wasn't a thing back it then. It wasn't a thing, but then I saw and I learned, and that's when I really understood like my identity more. Okay, but d- you identifying as black, and sorry, because I'm I'm just very curious. Um, do you feel like that's dismissive of your white side, so to speak? I don't. Or not? Well, no, because you wouldn't say that to. You, for example, your light skin, maybe you might have a white side, but you identify as black. But you, it's more so immediate because I think either your dad or your mom is white. My so, mom, yeah. Yeah, but your mom. So doesn't that, isn't that, what does she, what does well, she say? Because even her, like, I, I'm pretty sure, I don't know how she handled raising I mean, a black or black children. My mom was very, um, she had to deal with racism on her side of the family. Because she was with a black man. Yes. Um, she had to deal with, you know, trying to find apartments and people didn't want to have her as a tenant because she had black children and things like that. So, like, That's insane. she kind of saw another things. side. She saw another side and understood another side. And so she kind of got turned off from her own. Family, like she's not. (laughs) She's not like I don't really know my mom's side of the family like that. You know, it's like she doesn't really talk to them much. Yeah, I only knew like my great grandfather, her grandfather, who came around and he was like a sweet old man and he loved us. But everyone else, not so. Like I don't really like I interacted with them a little bit, but it wasn't. I don't really know them like that. So. Yeah, growing up, she was very much, she loves Jamaican culture, Jamaican music, and things like that. So, like, we grew up with that, although she was a white woman, Quebecois, like, um, I don't, I I don't think that she would be like, oh, how come you don't 
identify as a white person. Like I'm or clearly. Just, I don't know if you because I don't know because I don't know if you acknowledge you obviously you acknowledge it because you are biracial at the end of the day. But yeah. It's but like so I live here, I live here, so automatically je suis québécoise. I grew, I was born here. Yes. I li- I was born here. I live here. We're all. If you're born here, you're. We're all des québécois. Technically. You know, it's just we don't identify as that because don't they don't have, even claim us. Exactly. As soon as, for example, I say, "Oh, well, I was born here," they're gonna say, "No, no, no, but your, your parents. parents." Yeah. So now you put me in the box right away. Although I'm black and I could speak the same lingo as yeah. you, mm-hmm. right? So anyway, that's very interesting. Um, I don't know if it's too personal. Let me know, by the way, because no, I'm very no, curious just not, in general. I don't know. Like to me. I can't say that, you, like you said, you didn't even know I was biracial. So, like, I have no idea. that's not a thing. You can't say, like, oh, you're biracial, so you can't identify as a black person because, like, that's not how, that's no, not that how was I not move. The of my question, no, no, I know, I know. I'm, I'm not saying that's what you're saying, but, you know, just like for argument's sake, like, I can't say that, um, I don't, I don't go out there and say, oh, I'm biracial because I feel like that's just like, when people say that, that's just me. I feel like it's like, oh, you're just trying to like promote the fact that, oh, I have white in me and I'm special because I have white in me. Yeah. You know, like, okay. I don't know. It makes me feel weird when people are so bent on claiming like, oh, I'm mixed. I'm a mixed person. I'm not just black. You know, that feels, it's very weird to mm-hmm. me. It, I don't like that. And even when people, I've, I've gotten the comment like, when people f- found out, non-black people found out that, oh, you're actually mixed, I would get the comment like, oh, that's why you're so pretty. Mm. You know, and it's like, okay, God so damn. you can't explain <laughs> my beauty. It, like, if I was full black, then, like, my beauty would, would not be, mm. you nope. understand why it I'm beautiful be. or whatever. Mm. Like, I don't know. I, I don't like, I, I feel like when people um, try to put that out there, to the forefront that oh I have white in me it's like I don't know I, I don't know I can't put in words but it feels like you're trying Cringy, to yeah. say that you're better because you have white in you right. I don't know it's is just that very something weird. that um is that something that shows up professionally too um what do you mean as far as like when you when you dabble into like these other circles like maybe in professional settings did that ever happen on like a, on a professional level that comment I received at work holy shit like at at a job like a part time job I had uh, you know from a fellow cashier, <laughs> oh okay, you know okay. like it wasn't like a super like corporate setting or anything. I never worked in that type of environment, but I, or even like in school, like I don't know, just people would be like, oh, I don't see you as a black person. I don't see you as black. Yeah, these are all like, microaggressions that you're Yeah, really it's just like, yeah, yeah. why not? You know, like, I literally, like, look at me. Like, when I walk down the street, people don't see, like, oh, this is a this is a biracial person. Nobody does that. But that no one says that. Okay, but now I have another question. They call you Famo Chocolat. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, but the microaggressive catcalls. Because I have a question, because uh, we obviously, well, I went to an all-white public elementary school same uh, you know most um, of us most of us so nah, we experienced yeah, a lot of that. micro not you nah man all black school yo it's mostly immigrants in the, in the <laughs> west it's uh, yeah it's okay out west I can understand that that, that too cause I grew up kind of a little bit ha- resent like I de- developed resentment towards a little bit like I would say white people because of that so but how does that work for you who has 
a white mom. Like yo, Alex is getting into well, like a different type of background. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't know if that's because no, for me it's like because for me you know like sometimes when I speak it might sound like I I hate so to speak quote unquote. Oh white no, you're people, not the only one, right? But it's not it's not necessarily hate. It's just like it's you hate it, spe- this. it speaks to my to my the pain that I experienced yeah. growing up. But for someone who's biracial, how does that? How do you? How did you not develop? If I don't know if you have, but how did you not develop any resentment towards, let's say, your own community? Because at the end of the day, it it is your you are part mm-hmm. of that community. Mm. Or is that maybe? I don't well, know. I I don't know how to even ex- like put into words like the sentiments and thoughts that I have, but um, I can see the bigger picture. I can understand the bigger picture. I can understand that racism is not just a person. It's not a white person. It's not white people. It's the system that is in place. So I can, I can, I can, although my mother, for example, benefits from racism Mm -hmm. as a white woman, Mm -hmm. like I can understand that. I don't know how I don't know how to answer that honestly. But also, like your I, mom, like your mom, plays a big factor. You know, like I'm just no, no, because you per- know her as well. So I don't yeah, know. my my pers- personal views on it is that her mom is super open. Her mom knows what's up. You know, like yeah, like your mom raised you. Not because I see that with some like biracial parents too. Like the 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 the, the white side would raise them to make them kind of forget about their black yeah. side completely. Your mom makes made you acknowledge. That, yeah, for you know sure. What I'm saying? For sure, like, for she, sure. She she wanted you to know about that, and she does. She did that with you and your sister. Yeah, so like, like yeah, we would try we, to like erase our blackness, and she'd be like, "No, why are you doing that?" Like we would try to straighten right. our but hair my question and all was that. More so because I, like I said, like for example, because it seems like you didn't develop kind of any hatred towards, let's say, I don't like say that, but white people. Mm-hmm. Given also, obviously, your mom probably helped in that. But at the same time, it's uh, my questions were more so like, was there a part of you that was like, damn, like, I hate, like, you know, like a little bit, like a little bit like me, where it's like I, I kind of hate my experience, or I don't know, because for me, I think that it's a very, I think you can, I think it's a very nuanced thing. Like, I can acknowledge and be like, ah, I hate this, I hate, I hate that, without I hate hating, without hating. We're not applying individuals, it to, yeah, yeah. you right. know. Although I can, okay, I see you. Okay, understand, I see you. I understand your answer now. You okay, know, makes like sense. makes sense because maybe his maybe his point of view was more so like he started applying it to them exactly, mm-hmm. not because necessarily me, the situation. My, both of my parents mm-hmm. are black, so for me it was easy to say, you yeah. know, quote unquote, okay, white people clearly it's not working, so mm-hmm. fuck it. Mm-hmm. Whereas let's say you're biracial, you let's say you're tempted to do that, but your mom is white. Mm. So that's why that's why I was kind of asking is that is that something that crossed your mind? It's funny though because I remember like when I was first learning about racism and especially like when all this stuff would happen in this in the states with like police shootings and like all these crazy injustices that mm-hmm. were getting a lot of media attention. <laughs> like I would post things that would basically be like fuck white people, you mm. know, sent type of sentiments or making fun of white people type sentiments and like there was one thing that my mom saw and she got like offended, offended. that I posted <laughs> that and I was like, "Oh shit, like oops, like sorry, it's not it's not you, like 
I'm not talking about you. It's not personal. Damn. But it's like... But think about that. I'm not talking weird. about you, you know, because you're different. Yeah, but it's it's <laughs> kind of like... A lot of the like, shit that they do... So that's like, why. Yeah, that's same. why weird. that dynamic must be like so conflicting at some like at some point, you know? Yeah. That's crazy. But wait, because Miro said something. Because you went to an all, I guess, all immigrant school. Yeah, bro. So what was your like... Like, I guess maybe y'all ran, like, the schoolyard, so it's like, it wasn't the same type Who, of... Y'all, Jamaicans? Well, I mean, the immigrants. Uh, well, yeah, bro, there wasn't a lot of, like, all the... For me, like, the first white people that I experienced were, like, you know, Russians, Romanians, and stuff like that. Mm. I don't really consider them white, bro, because they're, they're kind of... Like, they are, but, like... They're, they're immigrants they too. They still benefit from. They, they still benefit, but they're they're immigrants too. So they're kind of like yeah, yeah. Kinda their experience is different. They're in the same. A little like, bit different. Like we live in the same project building, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just like that Asian dude that told me is the same struggle, bro. It's the same shit. So it's kind of so it's, so it was just I was just around that a lot. I was on a lot of Chinese, a lot of Jamaicans, a lot of Trinidadians, a lot of um, Russians, Romanians. Um, Moroccans, I was around that a lot, you know, so I don't know, like uh that was my experience growing up. Like very multicultural, bro. Uh cuz we we talk we I mean, we this conversation went into a whole a whole racial thing. I didn't think I didn't think it would get there. But um as far as like maybe professionally, right? Because we talk about like integrity like and because y'all are very much into like this whole black empowerment thing, mm-hmm. do you feel like that can potentially stop you from like some of these brands might look at that like uh, I'm not too sure if I want to deal with them because they're so pro. Because being pro black has like its uh its uh pitfalls, I guess. I, I, I don't do you say, think of that? I don't even you, say that I'm pro black, bro. Like uh, some people say that that that's what I am or that's what me and Asia, but I don't really see it as that. I'm just. You know, I'm just speaking from my experience. I'm just speaking from people who grew up from my area, from, like, who's going through the same shit as me, and they just happen to be black. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And am I scared? No, because at the end of the day, it's like, if you are turned off that I'm trying to be a voice for that, and your reaction is not, not like, oh, coming from a place of being curious, like, oh, shit, that's how people feel. Mm-hmm. From your environment, like tell me more about it, and you're and you're instead of your reaction is being like, oh, like that's what you're about. I don't want to be associated. I don't want to work with you, bro. That's how I look at it. If that's is that and like that's 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 cool. No, like, that's I'm pretty. Not, I'm that, not, that's that's a simple. I'm not. I'm, no, it goes I'm back to a, aligning with your values. Exactly. For sure. Right. Like I want people to know that, like, yo, you're working with two, um, a black couple. This is what we're on. We want to empower more black creatives to enter the scene. You know what I'm saying? And that's what we stand for. That's why Divi is created. So it's like, you roll with it or, or you don't. I feel like that's given us opportunities even. The fact that we are not shy to say, like, this is what we care about and this is what we value. Yo, there's so much opportunity for black creatives right now, bro, to create. It's 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 mind-blowing because it for the longest time, it's been the same people telling the same stories now yeah. it's our turn, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it's 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 it, it, it's it's really our turn. And like I said, I I don't like I don't like the fact that like me and Ash is the only black creative agency out here. I want to see other black creative agencies out here. I want to see us like I just want to see more black creatives, bro. And and anything you do, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like create more podcasts, create more. I want to see all of that, bro, because 
You know what I mean? That this is this is an energy and this is a movement on its own, and it's just it's it's gonna be a snowball effect, bro. I'm telling you, it's gonna be a snowball effect. That's just the fact that we're having these conversations, like a lot of the, uh, a lot of the conversations I've been having with people nowadays is like even just the fact that we're talking about um, oh shit, that's right, you you guys gotta go soon. Um, just the fact that um. Even, like, for example, we're just talking regular TV shows. Like, I was having a convo with, like, uh, Marcus Troy. He was just talking Narcos. And then it just turned into, like, a conversation about, like, yo, what about, like, a show? Great show. I mean, at this point, it's like, they're they're, they're milking it at this point. Yeah. But, like, even more so, like, having a Montreal version of it, you know? Or, like, Mm -hmm. a show about, like, you know, even if it's fictional. Yeah. With, like, some, you know, like, some dope, some dope, like, but it goes back to the conversation because we got they gotta we gotta cre- either create it or they have to allow it or I don't know how because Amoda Casion kind of is kind of in that realm if you will yeah and uh, but you know and like you said be more. Is there, yeah. there's gonna be more there's gonna be more other people talking just quick question because you guys are a couple is there any challenges challenges in working with your significant other always always yeah. <laughs> is that <laughs> such as. <sighs> just <laughs> you guys don't have to get personal, but just, just 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 defining the line between work and relationship. Uh, um, yeah, the lines are blurred. Yeah, the lines are blurred. But what is that? How, how do you turn off the on and off switch? When like, you're okay, the line between us being business partners and relationship in a relationship, two people in a relationship. How does that? Why is it blurred? Because everything because they're, because they're, in the, they're in the same crib, like <laughs> no, no, let, let them answer. I'm just curious. Yeah, but like, like you said, like we're in the same place, like we work together, like you guys move all, as a unit, pretty much. Yeah, one you know, we don't see one without the other. Yeah, yeah. And like you know, like it, it's like when do you? Because when you're when you're when you're when you're when you're an entrepreneur, there's no on and off switch. Like I could, we could get go home right now and get an email for like, for some big project, and it's just like shit. Okay, work mode right there. <laughs> yeah. Like work work mode right there, you know. So, but this is probably time we should be spending together or whatever the case may be. So it's just like sometimes like, uh, okay, like should we be working right now? We should be spending time with each other. Should we? It's kind of hard to. What? Okay, what? Uh, you know what? This this um. I don't know. I don't know why I find this funny, but I, I want to pose this question. Maybe it's you don't have to answer if, if you don't. <laughs> but like, That's a uh, personal question. Uh, well, I guess so. What's I'm gonna ask both of y'all the same question, but I want you to give like a an assessment of the other, right? Okay. So what's she like on the wake up? What? <laughs> when, when, when she wakes up? Like as far as far as like the energy, because y'all no. in the same crib, y'all handle business. Just like okay. what, what's it like? What's it like on no, the wake the, up? The, 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 when when we wake up? Yeah. What's what's it like on the wake up? Okay, on the wake up. Ash likes to take her time. She 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 likes to like take her time. I'm not a morning person. Like At all? Doesn't want to be rushed. She's she's really like, yo, let me let me do my own thing in the morning. Like very like you don't want to be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> and, what, and, what, and, what, and what's he like when you wake up? Him, he's like springs out of bed, ready for the day. All right, let's get to work. And I'm like, okay, can I, (laughs) can I like breathe? Like, I don't want to wake up and think about work right away. Like, I'm a human being. I'm not a robot. I'm not a machine. Like, I want to wake up and like at least take a moment to relax. Even if you enjoy what you do. 
You still yes. Have... Oh, okay. Yes, because I wake up on grind mode. I love it. <laughs> yeah, this guy wakes up. He's ready. He's ready to go. Like, I'm let's more... go to the gym right now. Let's go work out. Let's do it. I'm <laughs> tired. I just wanna like take my time in the morning and chill a little bit, and then and then and then and the then I'm mentally ready. Okay. To take on the day. How long does that yeah. take? How long does that process? Well, take? we we wake up. We go to the gym. The gym usually gets me out of that, and like I'm my energy is good to go and after the gym i'm usually more i'm ready i'm ready for the day i'm more productive i'm in a good mood endorphins are flowing you know like i'm i'm good but if we don't go to the gym i'm very like lazy in the morning all right and i'm a i'm a i'm a i'm gonna leave y'all on, on on this one uh because i asked earlier and i don't think we we actually got into that like as far as like your your uh your company your agency like what would what do you what would be the impact? What would, what is impact to y'all as far as your, your, uh, your agency? What would, what would you want the impact to be? I would love for, I would love for us to serve as inspiration and representation of a black-owned creative agency. I would love for. I'm. I don't know if there are others. I'm not aware if there are others. Probably there are, but it's very low-key. But I would love to see more. I would love for us to, like, um, make it here and for that cre to create a ripple effect and for more agencies and more creatives to come out and kind of, like, follow that blueprint or create their own blueprint, you know? I think that's something that's super important here. I don't know about you. Uh, I think... I think it's really that. It's really to be like that, just to open door and just encourage more black creatives to enter this industry and just kill it, you know, kill it 10 times, 10 times better than what we're doing right now. You know what I'm saying? I want I want to see everyone progress and create healthy competition. You know what I'm saying? Like Coca-Cola don't get mad at Pepsi, bro. Like, <laughs> you don't get that's, like that. that's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> they don't look at each other like, "Why are you doing seven up?" Doesn't get mad. They all sell right? soda. <laughs> that is true. Same thing, you know. But so, Samsung gets mad at Apple. For some you know reason. what I mean? But <laughs> at the end of the day, it's, it's important for people to have options, though. That's yeah, one yeah. thing I learned in business class. I feel like um, it's very important to for people to have options. And yeah, man, that's that's all I want want our impact to be. All right. Well, thank y'all. Thank both of y'all for, for coming through. Yo, thank, thank you, man. You. Thank you for having us. It was long overdue. I really appreciate it. Oh, no, that. for sure, for sure. You know, uh, I really wanted to get into, like, some, some other topics, but, I mean, you know. It yeah, went we'll to part two. Oh, no, no. It's, we'll no this back. is great. This is great. This is great. Y'all can come through. Y'all can come through anytime, man. Kick yeah. it with us, man. Yes. Uh, so, uh, y'all want to give your handles where we can reach y'all? Yo, follow us on I am Divi. That's I-A-M-D-I-V-V-I. On Instagram, Twitter, you know what I'm saying? Facebook, too. Facebook, too. www.imdivi.com to go check out our work. Contact us if you want to work. That's what it is. Great. By the way, I, I never told you this, but Divi is a hard name. <laughs> Divi <laughs> Thank you, is my a hard brother. name. That's Thank nice. you. Hard name. <laughs> Divi is a hard name, man. But yeah, man, so y'all know what it is, man. Oh, wait, no, I got I to gotta send y'all off. But you know what I mean? I got to send y'all off good because you know, got to get the, got to get the hand claps. Get the hand claps going. Yes, sir. So yeah, man. Great conversation. Great conversation, man. Episode 56, for man. Through, man. So, you know. Kick it with us. Y'all know what it is. I know Miro, he he busy man, so you know, he got, he got, he got, he got, he got to go. Man already, he already stepped out the chair. You know what I mean? But it's all good, though. So. 
Y'all know what it is, man. Uh, like I said, uh, episode 56, Jay, Alex, Slay. I mean, he'll be here when? He said next week. I'm not too sure about that one. But I know. <laughs> No, I'm stupid. stupid. Uh, Yeah, man. So, yo, everybody be safe, man. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. (laughs) Wash your hands, bro. Wash your legs. Wash your hands. Wash your legs. You know what I mean? Don't cough in people's faces. And things are serious out here, man. So, you know what I mean? I'm not too sure how I'm going to send them off. You know what? I think I might just go back to what we started with. Where's Erica at? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back with the Erica. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. This is this is your computer. You do. Do I? No, I think I'm gonna just go back to what I did. Uh, wait, actually, uh, Ashley, while you're still here, uh, how do you feel about Erica and her um, her um, incense? <laughs> her incense? You didn't see that? Yes, I did see that. I don't understand. Like, <laughs> how Why did she make it? Like, I don't. Well, did clearly. somebody sniff her? No, I think she gave uh, some of her fluids. She gave a, a pair of panties, and I think it's a uh, it's burned. It's burnt. It, yeah, they burned her panties. <laughs> they burned Mike her not, panties. Mike's not down for that. You're not down with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like she, I saw this really funny video. It's like a process. It, well, incense. It's a, it's, a, it's yeah. ashes. So they they burned. Her, I uh, I don't her know, panties. man. I don't know. It's sold out. In 18 I don't know minutes. what the purpose of it was or why or I'm not. I, I didn't really do much research on it. I don't <laughs> it's know. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I don't blame you, by the way. Interesting art project, I guess. I'm not sure. Like, I mean, hey. It's very weird. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, thank you again for joining us, yes. man. Yes. But, yo, y'all know what it is, man. Uh, All, all, I mean, what is that at this point? The fucking, whatever. Platform, you, you, you listen to this shit, man. Thank y'all for rocking with us, man. We'll see y'all next week. Yes, As we proceed, what, 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 what do you bring to the table?